better and it will get better. So we just have to keep a positive attitude, don't we? <laughs> or I do, I mean. Okay, I got some Bible up on the computer. And uh, you never guess what the topic is today. Oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we do want to remember the thoughts and things that we have towards Thanksgiving and the blessings that will will um, uh, be for all of us and uh, as we go through life or as we think of... Uh, uh, our past year since we had this special day for Thanksgiving. So yes, it's about Thanksgiving is today. And uh, I want to read some from Psalm 100. And then uh, the whole chapter is very good. Uh, it's a very short chapter, of course. <laughs> but uh, we're aiming at verse 4, really. So if I... Uh, move around here a little bit and make sure I can see my uh, my computer or the Bible, whichever comes first here. Uh, yeah, interesting. Well, see, at home with my lighting and with, uh, with preparing yesterday, it worked just fine. But let's let me go to the Bible to Psalm. Psalm uh, 100, and uh, it's only uh, five, five verses long, yes, and four is what I'm aiming for. So here we go. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. I can remember when we talked about that when I was young, a noise. Well, we don't all sing like canaries. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so, but he said we, we are encouraged to sing or encouraged to do what we can in praising the Heavenly Father and with the blessings that God gave us. And the good Lord made us all different so that we could have harmony and trios and quartets and so on, uh, all the voices that would fit together. And they do fit together and God enjoys that. So we made it make a joyful noise. Joyful comes up a number of times when I was working on the sermon. I thought that's a really good thing to think on. Um, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And, you know, I just kind of went down through these things in my mind. Come before the Lord with gladness. When we go to the temple of God or go to the uh, place of worship, or uh, might be our closet, it might be a living room, it might be a um, second bedroom where Pearl and I have the Bible read to us on, on cassette or on, on audio. Um, and then we can follow along and we can take time to underline things. I got some in green and some in red and some in blue and so that we highlight things that are important. And those things should stick out in our mind. Not to distract us from what the man is reading to us because that's important too. Um, we like the, the King James and Alexander Scorby, you know. <laughs> um, but we enjoy being there in the Lord. We have a joy that comes to us to be able to go there and read. And every once in a while we have to, oh, oh stop, stop, stop. We stop the audio running. And we study what was there, just there <laughs> and highlight it or underline it or something and go on to the next thing or compare, cross-reference even. Uh, get out a couple of other things so that we can uh, look it up in a historical fashion 
or um, in a study book of some kind, just so that we get some insight to certain words, and uh, then we can go on. And all of this is a pleasure to us. And it's, oh, not again. You know, no, no, it wasn't that way. <laughs> Let's go on and do this reading, and uh, we will enjoy our time there. So verse 3. Uh, well, actually, I missed one thing there in verse 2. It says to come with, um, uh, with gladness, okay? But then it said, uh, come into his presence with singing. And sometimes we feel like, well, singing uh, at, at home alone or something, or uh, if we have a musical thing going, we've got mu- music videos so that we can see the people singing and so on. And we're watching these quartets and trios and, and a whole group of people singing, and they'll zoom in one person and another and another. It keeps your attention, keeps you wanting to be there. And you know what happened with the next days? I was singing those when I woke up in the morning. I would hear those songs in my head and I'd be singing along with them. Uh, I don't do a lot of singing on my own, <laughs> uh, but at least I can enjoy the sound in my head and what I'm thinking of and the music. Uh, so singing, when it says here, come with singing, that is a real good idea to always have singing along with any service that we do or any special reading. We actually memorize the scripture that way too, don't we? Certain things about the scriptures that'll come in music. So verse three, know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Uh, in the past, I studied on, on some more on the sheep idea and the pasture. And if you remember a sermon on the 23rd Psalm and the first Psalm, and I talked about These are strange things to people that don't normally read the Bible and understand the the connections between certain words and so on. So we should have this special thing going on in our heads that we easily transfer from the sheep. We are the sheep. We are the ones that need to be led by the Heavenly Father and guided by Him. And He will take us to these good pastures. So we are the people of His pasture and He wants us to have the blessings that are there. He is our God. He is the Lord God. And uh, the more we can think on the Heavenly Father and think of the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, our God. Wow. We tell ourselves, yes, uh, or talk with somebody else and, and in the Old, Old Testament, they used to say, well, your God is so-and-so, or they would say, my God is so-and-so, and well, what's your God? Uh-huh. We need to be thinking on what our God is represented by, by words or, or letters of the alphabet or um, the Hebrew words and so on we, we could go into. It's more important to think of his personality and who he is, how great he is, how great our God is. That's what's really important to us. So we're thinking of uh, how we belong to him and he belongs to us. and We can take him as our heavenly father and really enjoy him. So now verse four. Enter into his gates. Well, in the Old Testament times and the way of living there, uh, the cities were, had fences around them, but that was also where the leaders of the city would go, and they called that the gates. When you're going to go to the gates and, and talk with them, you don't talk to the metal bars. <laughs> you're talking to the city leaders. 
the, the spiritual leaders of the church of their day, that's where they sat and they conversed with one another and took answer, questions and answers and so on. So enter into his gates where the, where the heavenly father is going to be and where his people are with thanksgiving. Sometimes we think, oh, this is just another day and we're, we're going to be here in the service or we're going to do such and such today or, and we can get lost with, uh, I wonder how good the turkey's going to taste or, you know. <laughs> so those are things we need to push aside for a while. We're thankful that we do have the turkey. We're thankful for the food and all the types of food. We're thankful that God gave us taste buds in our mouth so that we can see all these things and taste all these things and enjoy. But... but um, we come with thanksgiving, always remembering to say thanks to the Heavenly Father, His gates. And, uh, and into his, his courts, whether that's a court of, uh, of the building, just a, a room of the building, or, or a covering that could be called a court, courtyard, we say in our language, I guess. Um, but whenever we come in His presence or near Him, we should be coming with a special attitude with praise. Be ready to bring praises with us and be thankful and think of those things that we could talk about to God and what praise we want to say about things. Uh, just amazing what God has done for us and we should keep those in our mind. Be thankful. Oh, you can just stop. That's a command, isn't it? We need to think of things that are thankful and have them in the back of our mind that on a minute's notice we can pull up something and say, there, that's one reason why I'm thankful. Always have that in our minds. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. We hardly know what all that means um, when we say, well, we should bless his name. Well, uh, we don't just repeat his name, but actually it's what it stands for that we're giving blessing for. A fantastic God. Talk about what he made and what he did and how he helps and what he does this and how he does that. Uh, that's blessing his name. So it's not a physical name that we have to speak Hebrew or something, but we're, we're thinking in terms of what he does and what he has done for us and that we can come with a blessing always. Verse 5 to end that chapter. For the Lord is good. Wow. There's lots of scriptures on that, isn't it? Lots of scriptures like that. And we thank the Lord for the computers because we can put in a couple of words and it'll find hundreds of them for us. <laughs> Either a pair of words together or the same words in the same verse, not necessarily against each other uh, or beside each other, but we can still find those words. Or we can say the exact words, for the Lord is good, and see how many places that pulls up at one time. All those letters in that order, all those words in that order. His mercy is everlasting. We had that in Sabbath school too, didn't we? That chapter that over and over it says, His mercy endureth forever. You know, His mercy, His mercy, His mercy, verse after verse after verse. But we should know where that is. Think about it from time to time and actually look it up and, and think of the broader scope of that. His mercy is everlasting. Wow. It's not just yesterday. Not just back there when you could say Abraham's time or so-and-so's time. Uh, it's everlasting. It's here too. We've got it as well. And his truth. Boy, we, we've talked about truth over and over in Sabbath school lessons and Wednesday night meetings. What is truth? We, we mentioned it this morning, didn't we? That word truth is everywhere in the Bible. 
So we, we should thank God that he is a truthful God, that it's his truth. His truth endureth to all generations. That's us included. Amazing for us to enjoy our Heavenly Father, our God, with that sort of thinking in mind. Let me take a peek at my papers here, and I'll probably just pick out certain words here and there. Uh, yes, when we come before God with uh, a prayer that should be praise, we don't come with a shopping list. <laughs> when we go shopping, we've got to be sure you get the shopping list with us. So that we go to this place first, and then that one, and then that one. Well, that's not how we really need to come to the Heavenly Father. It's true, we can ask for what we want to ask for. That's true. But what should be the first thing? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Praise first, and then the requests. And so foremost should be our, our praising of the Heavenly Father. Um, so remember the praising always. Approach the Father with praise, I wrote down here as well. And thanksgiving is everywhere. There's many places in the scriptures that come with thanksgiving. Um, people that are not thankful, they usually end up in a bad way, in bad situations, or they're going to end up in the bad at the end of it all because they never did give God thanks. They didn't follow the Heavenly Father. Uh, do you remember the four and twenty elders? That's a better way to say it because then you think of the Bible verse. <laughs> it's not twenty-four elders; it's four and uh, four and twenty. Um, in the Book of Revelations, they were praising. Their main job was to sing praise and to speak praises to the Heavenly Father. Holy, holy, holy. You know things like that. So we should be that in our minds as well. Worshiping him and singing. Okay, going on to another thought here. That was uh, in, in Revelation 4, if you want to look those, uh, that, that story about the four and twenty elders. Praise and thanksgiving acknowledge, acknowledge a, uh, the nature of our God, the nature of him. What, he, what is he like? What does he like to do? What does he like to hear? Uh, who is he really? And he is a, uh, one that loves thanksgiving and mercy. We need to pray with praise and thanksgiving and to acknowledge the Heavenly Father's holiness and his ma majesty of the Heavenly Father. There's a course that uses the word majesty and every time I hear that song, especially if there's a number of people that know it and are going to be singing it, I just get goosebumps. <laughs> majesty, yes. The Heavenly Father's majesty. Uh, some of these things will bring to mind other thoughts to us. So, so that's why singing is good. It'll bring something to our attention and we begin to think about it as we approach the Heavenly Father with singing and with praise and uh, adoration, um, all of this will bring things to our minds for our prayer time or for our worship of the Heavenly Father so that we'll remember the holiness of his name. And regarding uh, him as holy and separate, as um, um, response of awe and reverence. Yes, we... 
when we start thinking about the Heavenly Father, we should be able to connect these. We're, we're so amazed at what he made. And sometimes we hear words said to us or sung in songs that um, you, you wonder whether they had the real picture. <laughs> but they had uh, uh, somewhere out there, and they don't say where, and they might use the word heaven, not meaning where God lives, but actually other things that are in our heavens, our stars, our moon, our galaxies, our, our solar system, uh, they could be meaning that rather than where God is exactly, you know, pinpoint where he is. Well, he can be everywhere. And uh, there's a song like that too, that how big is God? And yet he's small enough to live within my heart, you know. <laughs> so uh, we need to keep that in mind as well. And that's a reason for giving him thanks that he's able to do that to be big or small. And we don't know whether we're big or small because we know there's a whole lot of things a lot smaller than us now, now that we have uh, different machinery than they had back in the Bible times. Okay. Um, we should, uh, oh yes, the, the will. Uh, we have a will in us. And we should have that will trained that it'll be to give God praise. So we can command our will to get in a prayerful attitude and to get in a worship attitude or to get into a praise and a thank you attitude. It's pretty easy to go the other way, isn't it? That's mankind. We gotta watch out for ourselves. The spirit of man is not a good deal. <laughs> we need the spirit of God in us and we need to be thinking of those spiritual things that really help us to grow spiritually. And, and it'll bring those prayers to mind, bring the thoughts to our minds. Circumstances. We can think of circumstances where we need to praise God for those things that happened and not dwell on, on um, the world around us and the mess that we're in and, and the mess that people have put themselves in, but rather think of the, uh, uh, the, the good things that happen to us, the good things that God does for us and how we're blessed to have a God like, like we do have uh, and to, to receive that. Uh, I've got one here. Uh, oh, rejoice, yes. I want to look at uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5. I think that may be on here. Uh, can't see enough of it to make, make that choice as to whether I've got it in front of me already. So I better look up 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter five, and down, uh, we wanna start in verse 16, 16, 17, 18, oh yes, right. Rejoice evermore. Okay, that's a command. Are we gonna obey this command as well as some other commands? Well, yes, we ought to. Rejoice, we need to be thinking about rejoicing and planning on rejoicing so that we can keep this as a free will from our will, that we will ourselves that we're gonna be rejoicing and satisfying this, this uh, command for us to, to rejoice. Pray without ceasing. Wow, I think, well, how can I do that? Uh, one thing I usually say when we get to this, when you're driving the car down the highway, make sure your eyes are open. 
but you can pray with your eyes open. Okay? So pray. Doesn't matter when, where, and how. It's just pray without ceasing. So be in a prayerful attitude all the time. In everything, give thanks. In everything. Wow. Sometimes pretty hard to do that, but something may come of it that we least expect. We had gone to do a good deed. <laughs> Went to visit somebody at a hospital situation. On the way home, we blew a tire. There was a screw on the, on the roadbed or a nail on the roadbed. But you know what? There was a fellow there with a motorcycle that came by and in, I thought it was just the noise of the motorcycle. But he pulled over to the side and he came and helped us so that we didn't have to, to get our good clothing that we had on to make a hospital visit. We didn't have to get dusty or dirty or anything. He did the whole thing for us. Wouldn't take a nickel for any offering to him for his kindness. And uh, just had, we witnessed to him, he witnessed to us. We blessed each other in caring for each other. It, it was a good deal. And he, I still remember him. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> so sometimes good deeds and good things that happen to us, we need to thank God for and to remember that that was in God's will that that should happen. So in everything, we could have got, I, I could have gotten down pretty easy. Say, oh, no, I'm going to spoil my suit or I'm going to have to have a dry cleaning or, you know, you can go on down that path and nobody's going to be happy when you get done. <laughs> but here God just spared us from that whole thing and we're still happy about it. For this is the will of God in Christ that we should we should be able to always give thanks. That's, that's God's will that we would have that, to always give thanks. Concerning you, concerning us each individually, that God wants us to be able to give thanks and to, to give thanks to Jesus for what he's done for us. And quench not the spirit would be one that could be added on that, that we, we want to have a spiritual attitude of love, joy, and peace, and gentleness, and goodness. Uh, those kind of things should be our, our will. Um, I put in a, a note for myself in red letters here on my own page <laughs> to give thanks uh, of all the blessings that they had. So we were going through the Bible in um, Ezra and Nehemiah and um, Ezra, Ezra, Nehemiah and um, um, Esther. Were we there because God wanted us there at that exact time? Was that why we were... Aha! That was true. So when we read the book of Esther, we can go back and say, yep, that's how God did it. And he'll do it again for us. But I did put in here as well that there's some, some in Psalm. Psalm 34. So turn with me to Psalm 34 along that same line of always being ready for, for giving praise. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Okay. Yes, yeah, Psalm 34. Something like this is not that long of a chapter, but I won't, won't spend all the time in reading it all, but we want verse 1, verse 4, verse 6, and, and you know, just sort of jump through it here a little bit. Verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually 
be in my mouth. Can we say that? If not, we're in trouble. <laughs> right? We need to be thinking of that's our attitude. That's the way we ought to be doing. We ought to always be thinking of some blessing that God has done for us. And, and remember to give th- praise to him, but also to use it as a witness tool to somebody else. Like God did this, God did this, God did that. And uh, it's pretty interesting to talk to people then about God's goodness and witnessing that that is a good thing to do. So verse four, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Um, that's talking to me, I think. Do you, do you guys get it too? Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, being honest, uh, I've, I've always had vi- different fears of this and fears of that and fears of that. And uh, even when somebody comes near me with a white coat on, my blood pressure changes. <laughs> white coat syndrome, they call it. Okay. So, uh, but we, we can go back to this verse and say, the Lord is there. We, we need to say an extra prayer. Uh, before we go into that situation, or um, uh, to think of how, how much uh, the Lord is protecting us through all things, or give us the right words to say and things to do, so that uh, we can deliver us, He'll deliver us from all of our fears. And verse 6 The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The poor man. Well, we're poor if that's all we got is troubles. <laughs> As people that used to sing on the TV, and he said, if there wasn't for bad luck, we'd have no luck at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes we let ourselves get in there, and we shouldn't be there. That's not a good attitude to have. We need to be know that the Heavenly Father is going to get us out of those problems, and we're poor if we don't understand that. You know, we, we need to get ourselves out of that problem, trusting in the Heavenly Father to care for us at all times and get us out of situations that are bad. Uh, let's jump to verse 7 and 8. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Wow. Think of all of the trouble we could get ourselves in if we didn't know about this and didn't take the mind of it and start praying for it. You know, the angel of the Lord is there encamping round about us. And, you know, we joke sometimes about, well, I got here five minutes early, but it's going to take another five minutes for my guardian angel to get here because he was traveling with the traffic. <laughs> he was obeying the laws. And, oh, that's not right. I shouldn't have been mis misobeying, disobeying. <laughs> okay. So, we, but, but this brings it to mind anyway. That, wow, we've got a guardian angel. And then you say, well, do we all have angels? Is that true? Well, Jesus talked about the little children have a guardian angel and they see the Heavenly Father's face. And if they've got an angel, I've got an angel. <laughs> okay, that's one thing that we can go down the list and say, I really appreciate it, Heavenly Father. You bail me out of a lot of things with your guardian angels. And then verse 8, Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. We're blessed if we understand that we can trust in the Heavenly Father and he's not going to let us down. We're blessed already 
because we don't go through the rest of our life in fear. You know, oh, I might stub my toe, or I might step on a nail, or I might, you know, all these things where some people get afraid just to go outside their door because there could be bugs out there. <laughs> There's people that are that fearful. So we should not get there. We should not need that because we've got a guardian angel and we've got a heavenly father that definitely takes care of us and loves us. Add verse 17 in here as well. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Is that a true statement? Yes. We can depend on it. Right. Sometimes we have to tell ourselves it's our will that gets in the way. We want to do this way because I feel that I want to do it. You know, or I think I'm in charge. But God says you don't have to be in charge. You know, make our will obey the Heavenly Father. And then we'll have those blessings readily available to us and he'll deliver us out of all of those troubles. Great thoughts there, great ideas, just in a few verses from the Psalms. Okay, I'm going to go to another spot here. Uh, the prophets, oh, and the stories in the Bible. That's what I was thinking of. Um, mercy, mercies of the Lord. When we, uh, when we go to our study time and, and we open the Bible and we get the taper, tape player, uh, CD to play, um, and we look in a certain book, we're, we're going to be focused on that one book. And sometimes you can actually be very amazed at what you'll find in the, in, uh, if I can, I got, oh, Ezra. Ezra, there's four times in Ezra. Ezra's a fairly small verse in about a chapter, chapters, fairly small book, but four times in there, it talks about the, um, uh, God's blessings and, and praising God and his mercy that they were memorizing the Bible and, and learning from mercy. Just, just in the book of Ezra. I think, well, Ezra is usually about building the walls and who built from this corner to that corner. And so, you know, we have to gear our mind a little differently. Uh, when we're having it read to us, we don't have to worry about all the names that are difficult to say. He, he just does it. Well, and from this corner to that corner, and I don't know where the sheep gate is and where this gate is and that gate. And, you know, but you know that he's going around then our mind should be triggered to say there was blessings and blessings and blessings and they didn't get attacked while they were building those walls. And they said the, the breaches were broken down and they had to repair the breaches that had happened and the wall was damaged and they didn't get attacked. And it got bad enough in the one story there in Ezra and Nehemiah where they had to have the sword beside them or they had to have one of... Uh, the government officials stand there with, with a sword or another guy with a trumpet. You know they didn't have to use them? Oh, so. <laughs> because God was there all the time. God was seeing to it that these blessings were there. So it's really good to, to take this story out of the scriptures and have a reason to thank God. Wow, I know you're there. You know, I know you're there, Heavenly Father. I know you're watching out for us. We're, we're not going to be like standing in the middle of the freeway. Um, we got our trumpets ready and, you know, we, we got our uh, armament nearby or somebody to blow a warning if they see something happening. But meanwhile, we can just get to work. We can work on that wall. 
Okay, so those are blessings. So in Ezra and Nehemiah, Nehemiah only had one point where it talked about the, um, the blessings, to remember the blessings and to give praise and, um, and the joy, the joy that they had in uh, finishing the wall and the excitement and joy of uh, being able to have their services in, in their own grounds and in Jerusalem and so on. And the enemies, when you read about the enemies there, they're saying, oh, let's write a letter to the king and tell them that they're building a wall. They mean to make an insurrection. They're going to, they can try all they want. Then read what the king does. It was just turning those things around to a blessing to the people that were working there. You can also collect money from there and there and there so that you can finish your work. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but with the blessings of the king. So yes, we want to, Read the scriptures and know the scriptures because they will give us that um, that insight that we need and want to have something to say to the Heavenly Father in a way of praise, to give a blessing. So um, praising is encouraged encouraged through the, uh, the use of God's word. Yes, very much so. Uh, by reading something in the scripture that gives us a happy feeling, an upbeat reason to thank and praise the Heavenly Father that uh, there's one words of a song, I guess. He was there all the time. Aha. Yeah. Something that we need to let it pass through our mind and have it ready to to say he was there all the time, defending us, protecting us, and caring for us. Uh, Meditate on the scriptures. Uh, It's sometimes easy and we just go by it and and then later on, oh man, if I just spent a little more time while I was there. <laughs> uh, we like to read through the Bible every year. And uh, when we come back around, like why are we where we are in the scriptures now? It just ha- happened that we either gained or lost <laughs> from starting in January 1st, you know, that kind of thing. And when we started, we don't even know anymore. But uh, it's, a, it's a good thing to to get along in the scriptures and say, okay, oh, look at there. That's where we were at such and such a time. You know, and next year you come around, did we, did we do better or did we do, do less? And uh, we really know that it's only three days and three nights, <laughs> 72 hours. And the reason I caught that was I had these audio tapes that were 45 minutes per tape. And how many tapes did it take to do the entire Bible by Alexander Scorby reading? 72 hours. Three days and three nights. How is it that we can't get it done in a year? Well, if we tried to do it day and night, we'd still have to have lunch. We'd still have to sleep. <laughs> we'd have to have potty breaks. <laughs> we could go down the list, right? Um, so we don't get it done in three days and three nights. Shouldn't we be able to do it in double that? Seven days. Wouldn't that be nice? Seven days. We could do the whole Bible. Well, you know what? We'd be going too fast. We wouldn't be meditating on God's Word. We need to take a little more time, take it a little slower, smaller pieces. And, and when they're going through all those historical records of who married who and <laughs> genealogies, and so, just let the man read. You can just let him go. <laughs> and we can concentrate on, on better uh, parts of the Scripture that will mean more to us as time goes along. But we must, uh, I made sure to, to put a line in here that, 
that we must uh, use music. With, with music, uh, we can do so much more praising of the Heavenly Father with music and uh, that the blessings come. The verses that sing, uh, count your blessings and uh, name them one by one. Or uh, this one I thought of, uh, uh, the blessings flow. as another few words from song. But you know, that's really true that we have to... Um, be in a, a prayerful attitude and a one of praise. And then when these words hit us, we can say, wow, did you catch that? God gave somebody a blessing when they were writing these words and putting the music with it. Um, and then what I go back to is I start thinking, oh, God gave me ears to hear. I got something to thank the Lord for. And I can hear those music go up and down, up and down. And I know the pitches of those musics. I love to look up the pitches of each key on the piano, what, what number of pitch it is, what number of rhythm the number represents. I like that stuff. I can't play the piano, but... <laughs> the same with the guitar. I love to, to tune a, a guitar because I can hear the zero beat, they call it, between the two keys, the two strings, and I can do it just perfectly. Can't play a lick. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot play a guitar. But, but those are things that we can thank God for, that I can recognize the zero beat between two strings when they're actually pitched on the same pitch. I can hear that zero beat. As you get closer and closer to zero, it goes, woo, 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 and you go slower and slower, woo, because you're almost 100% accurate when you're doing that. And I praise God that he made my brain work that way. He gave me eyes that I can see. And, and I marvel now with the, with the lens change and the cataracts removed, blue is really blue and it is gorgeous. And you know, some men, sad to say, can't see colors. I feel so sad for them because I can see colors. I can really praise God for this person, from this person, because it's really true. I can see those colors. And some people can't, can't hear certain pitches. Their range of hearing is, is less. They always go to me out here, can you see that? How many fingers, you know? I've got a real wide range of view. Thank God for it. You know, that's things that we need to add up in our, in our head and say, I'm going to remember that to thank God for those things because it's me that God made special. The eyesight, the hearing, um, the... Uh, Singing ability, such as we all have part of, <laughs> more or less. Um, sight and hearing, what's, oh, voice, yeah. The pitches of voice and so on that, that we can speak with. So things to think on of how we can thank God and always be in a prayerful attitude about our praise to the Heavenly Father. May God bless you. <laughs>